0: Welcome to the Westside Gathering podcast, and thanks for making the time to learn and grow with us. Here, you'll find teaching from our live Sunday gatherings. After the message, we'll say a little more about our church and how you can connect. But for now, let's jump right in.
1: Well, let me jump in to today. Have you guys seen the movie Yes Man from Jim Carrey? Yes, somebody said yes. Yes. Smart, that just goes in line with it. It's a funny, one of his, I think one of his funnier movies because he's a guy who's not feeling so encouraged, uh, not feeling overly positive, tends to say no to everything, and he's down and out and he finds a flyer to a conference that inspires him to go to it. And it's all about saying yes to things, to stop saying no to everything, and just to be a person who anything that comes their way, they would say yes to. So he goes to this conference, and then he determines to change his life around. He determines to be more positive, and he determines to never, ever say no. So any question, any request, any invitation, he always, always says no. Yes, and it leads them to some fun experiences, some crazy experiences. But as you can imagine, which makes for a funny movie, it leads to a lot of problems as well, right? Like if you say yes to absolutely everything and never say no, you are going to run into issues. So if you want to have a laugh, you can watch the movie. But I want to ask you this question when you think about that. What are you saying yes to every day in your life what are you saying yes to? And here's the reason I ask this question and why it fits into the wrap-up of our series this last, this last month. Uh, your yes defines your life. What you say yes to, what I say yes to, defines our life. In fact, so do, so do our no's. But I want to kind of lean into the yes Many of you have said yes to a vocation, yes to a career, yes to an idea, yes to relationships. Maybe you saw an ad uh, recently and you said yes and you purchased it and it arrived. You're like, why did I buy this? This was a dumb yes decision. Uh, You know, all the things that we're kind of doing in life, part of it, I mean, I know there are circumstances, but a lot of it is the response to our saying yes to certain things because our yes is an affirmation and then our yes leads to an action we're in this series called grounded from above and we've been reading through revelation four and five and here's this vision if you've been with us if you haven't please go back and catch the series on our podcast or on video Uh, John, the apostle, has this vision of of heaven, of God's space uh, in in Revelation 4 and 5. And the main purpose is to ground John and to ground the churches that he's writing to in that first century in God, in Christ, not merely in their circumstances, not merely in the culture around them, but to ground them in who God is, in who Jesus is, in what worship is, and how worship shapes us, and in God's way reflected in Jesus. Now, Here's the thing. If we're going to be grounded, like we've said, from above, and like going back three weeks ago when we started this series, this image of a mountain climber who's not grounded uh, by being pulled down, but he or she is grounded by actually being secured to something above them, and they're pulling upwards. So this image that, that this vision from Revelation calls us upwards. If we're going to be grounded from above, and all the things we've talked about this last month, it will become real when we say yes to those things. It will become real. In fact, it won't be real if we don't say yes to them. It will become real when we say yes to them. You guys ever search like or pull up a real thesaurus? Or I use it online these days. And so, here's 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 like a picture of um of a thesaurus uh, like for the word yes. Can you pull that up? Is that up there? Yeah. So here's, here's a couple of words that come up. Affirmative, amen, fine, good, okay, true, yeah, all right. I have no idea what I is. Uh, beyond a doubt, by all means, certainly, definitely, even so, exactly. All these words. These are like all synonyms for yes. Did you catch the, the second one? What's the second one say? Amen. Can, what does the second one say? Amen. Exactly. Say that with like power. What does the second one say? sweet. I love that. So John's vision of God's throne in heaven, this worship moment for two chapters, ends with this word. Ends with the word amen. We're going to read it, Revelation 5, 13 to to 14, just a couple of verses. So here's, here's the end here, 13. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea, and all that is in them singing, to the one seated on the throne and to the Lamb, be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, what they say? Amen. And all the elders fell down and worshiped. Here's This is the scene. All that's happened for these last couple of chapters, all that John is seeing in God's space, in God's realm, in heaven, all that he's seen, the the one who sits on the throne, God, the lamb, the slaughtered lamb, Jesus, all combining to give him a vision of who God is, a vision of who Christ is. The lamb becomes the lens in which we understand God and his ways. All that's taking place. And then these four living creatures, which we learned about earlier in the chapter, like one that looks like an ox, one that looks like an eagle, one that looks like... uh, A lion, one that looks like a human face, all reflecting creation. It's like all of creation at the end of this moment says, amen. They affirm it and they move into action. It's like creation is moving in this affirmative action. We've heard that phrase uh, a few times, right? Affirmative action. And they use this word, amen. It's a word Christians use a lot, right? And uh, some overuse it, and <laughs> sometimes, uh, but Christians use it a lot. We use it in all kinds of ways, right? We use it at the end of our prayers. Uh, Even in the most simplest prayers or even if it's a prayer of gratitude over a meal, we say amen at the end of it. We often say it in worship, in worship songs, at the end of worship moments. When we agree with something, we often say amen because it means yes. It means let this be so or let this be true or let this be fulfilled or may this become reality. When we say that word, that's what we mean or that's what the word means. It means yes, I long for this with you. Yes, I align myself with this. The word amen is all throughout scripture. In fact, it's a Hebrew word. And it's literally in Hebrew. We it's not even, we don't even say it in, it's like the word amen is actually a Hebrew word. We just say it in English and in all other languages. It means surely, or it means to be firm or steady and trustworthy. If you go back to Deuteronomy 27, one of the first earlier chapters of the Scriptures, there's a list of guidelines for Israel. They actually sound they actually like curses. Like, if you do this, this will be dangerous. If you do this, this will be dangerous. And so there are these guidelines to prevent Israel from living in a way that would bring harm to them or destruction on them. And at the response of every line, you read this, amen. or Like, I agree. I affirm this. Uh, We agree that we will not do this because we understand the danger. We understand the implications on our lives. If you scan through the scriptures, you'll see like 1 Chronicles and parts of the Psalms where after describing who God is, after uh, telling us what God has done or what he's going to do, often you read this word, amen, saying this is true. We affirm this. We align our lives with this. Uh, Through the prophet Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter 11 and 28, you can go find this yourself as well. Like There's this response to God's promises, what God is going to do, how God is going to act. And at the end of those promises, the people say, Amen. May this be true. May the Lord do this. We affirm God's promises. The new uh, English translation, the net version of the Bible, if you look through it, you'll find that some of the places in your other versions that say amen, they actually translate it, we agree, we agree. That's the word you'll see in that translation, we agree. And so it's, this is funny, actually. There was an attempt to translate the Hebrew word amen into Greek, one in the, in the Greek version of the Old Testament, and then into other settings, and it, it never caught on. So one of the Greek words is aluthinos. Imagine saying that at the end of a prayer. And all God's people say... Yeah, yeah, it's good, like it's great. Some Greek people are loving this right now. Um, but that that basically means that which is not false. That's not like, hey, we're gonna do this. That which is not false. That's what we're gonna do, you know? So it didn't really catch. Another Greek word, genoito, j- it is. It sounds more Japanese in Greek, but um it's would that it were so. It's a little bit like Yoda speaking, right? "Were that it were so. And that lacks, like it's a missed confidence when you're really saying the word amen. So everyone, even Jesus, continued using the Hebrew word. They just kept using the word amen, and they stuck to the Hebrew word because amen reflects a yes to who God is, a yes to what he's done, a yes to what he's going to do, and a yes on our part to the commitment to participate in who he is, what he's doing and what he's going to do. We see this in Revelation 5. All of creation, four living creatures reflecting all of creation, is saying yes to God's yes. I want you to understand this. God said yes to you before you ever said yes. God said yes before we have said yes. God has affirmed and acted before you and me ever did a thing. When the four living creatures respond in this moment of worship saying amen, they're affirming what God has already said amen to, what God has already said yes to, what God has already done. So what, what's God's yes? A couple of things. God's yes is wrapped up into who he is. We, we learned this a couple of weeks ago that he is creator. God created the world All of humanity is created in his image. Creation reflects who God is. In the early Genesis account, we read that God created and it was good. And he created this and it was good. And then at the end, as he creates humanity, he says, this is very good. Creation reflects who God is. You and I are meant to reflect who God is. We are image bearers. Every person you lock eyes with, not just the people in this room, not just the people that confess Christ's name, Every person you lock eyes with, even the neighbor you don't like, or the neighbor that doesn't like you, <laughs> let's, let's flip it, all of us bear God's image. God created us in his image. God affirms his creation. He put his thumbprint on creation, and he has already said yes to you and me in creation. And all this through Revelation 1 to 5 and even through the rest of the letter. The God who was, the God who is, the God who will be, the God who created all things. That's one of the ways that God has said yes. That God's amen is already active because he's creator. The second one is because he's redeemer. Humanity sinned. We've rebelled. Damage is setting in. And our relationship with God and our relationship with each other and our relationship with creation... Yes, our relationship with the natural world has been damaged. But God comes in and acts. Even though that's damaged, God comes in through one person, Abraham, then through the people of Israel, then through the prophets. And when that didn't fulfill its fullest purpose, God sends Jesus. Why? To redeem us, to rescue us, to restore the world, to restore humanity. God's yes to you and me is in his plan of redemption. But it doesn't stop there. God's yes to you and me is in the future. And in the future, he's a ruler and a restorer, both now and into all of eternity. Revelation, the last two chapters, end with a hopeful new creation, because that's the trajectory of God's plan. And it means that the one who we read about that that comes on the clouds, that's a reference to Daniel chapter 7. It's the one who's a ruler, the one who's a king, the one who's coming with good news, the one who's going to come to rule all things. God's king, God is king, his kingdom, his ultimate power, his ultimate good to come and make all things right. That's what it means that Jesus is ruler and restorer. Listen, listen to how we, how we read about it in Revelation 1. Like we catch it right from the beginning. Verse 5 and 6. Or 6 and 7. To him who loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood and made us. Look at all these things God has done already for us. To be a kingdom, priests serving his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. What's the word? Amen. Look, he is coming with clouds. That's his image of a ruler. Everyone will see him, even those who pierced him. And on this account, all the tribes of the earth will wail. In other words, they will feel the regret of not being part and following God's kingdom. And then it says, so it is to be. And what's the final word? Amen. In fact, one of Jesus' names is amen. Amen. Chapter 3, verse 14. This is one of the messages to one of the seven churches. And to the angel of the church of Laodicea, write these words. The words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the origin of God's creation. This is like one of Jesus' nicknames. Well, nickname sounds light, right? But one of Jesus' names, one of the ways we identify with Christ, he is, his name is Amen. Eugene Peterson says this that, in the amen of Jesus, the whole Christology is contained in a nutshell. In the, in the amen of Jesus, the whole meaning everything we know about Jesus, everything we understand about Jesus is contained in a nutshell when we say that word, when He's given that name. And here's why: God's ultimate yes is in Jesus. God's ultimate yes is in Jesus. Jesus is God's yes. To you and me. Jesus is God's yes to a broken world. Jesus is God's yes to a broken humanity. Jesus is God's yes to those who need restoration. Jesus is God's yes to those who need healing and hope, to those who need reconciliation. God's ultimate yes is in Jesus. Think about some of the things maybe you're familiar with in Scripture. God so loved the world that He sent His Son. Jesus is God's yes. Romans 5.8 says, while we were still sinners, God sent Jesus to us. Romans 8 says, God is for us. He's not against us. God's yes is for us. Later, Paul says in a New Testament letter, he who began a good work in us will complete it. That's God's yes. Jesus says that he, he will send his spirit to convict and to empower and to lead us. It's like you see yes after yes after yes after yes. That's God's amen to us. See, before we say yes to God, he's already said yes to us. He's already said yes to us. Now here's the question. Will we say yes to God's yes? Will we say yes to everything God has already done for us and towards us and on our behalf? What's our yes? Well, p- part, of is, part of it is this amen affirming who God is, how God works, what he's doing, what he's going to do. Amen is affirmative action. It's us now saying we're affirming this, we believe this, we agree with this, we understand this, we're, we're all in with this. So amen is our affirmative action. It's beyond a word or a prayer. It's beyond saying amen at the end of, like before you eat supper. It's beyond saying amen at the end of a prayer or in a worship song. It's a whole life response. It's our affirmation seen in our action. You know how many prayers have ended with amen and people just walk away and never live it? How many times have we said amen to something? We've affirmed it with our words, but we've actually never lived it. We've never lived it out. We've never leaned into it fully with our lives. And this, for you and me, this is... This is where the rubber meets the road and what it means to be grounded from above. We, it's, a nice, it's a beautiful image to see this vision in Revelation to say we're grounded from above. We want to be grounded in God. But the, where the rubber meets the road is bound up in what you and me say yes to. Where it really matters is demonstrated in what you say yes to, what I say yes to. See, what you say yes to reflects what you're grounded in. It doesn't matter what you say. What you do reflects what you're grounded in. So when we say yes and then live into whatever that yes is, that demonstrates where we're grounded. So let me ask you a question. How does your yes reflect an amen? Do you know what you're saying yes to? so important. My family and I traveled back a month ago or so into the States, and um, everyone has to get that, like, arrive app right? Arrive app? Yeah. Some, some have had, like, bad experiences with it. Uh, and I, I remember reading, reading this and, like, what I'm saying yes and no to. Remember there was this one question. It had, like, so many, like, negatives in the question. Like, have you not had symptoms of COVID-19? Have you not? And I'm like, and then I was so confused. I'm like, am I supposed to say yes to this? Or am I supposed to say no to this? Like, no, I don't have symptoms right now. But the way they asked the question was so confusing. I thought, well, Have you not yet? Okay, yes, I have not had these. I was really confused. And I think sometimes when we we really need to understand, what are we saying yes to? What are we saying no to? What are we responding to to be really, really clear? So here's this question. How does your yes reflect an amen? If, If you want to be grounded from above, how does your yes reflect an amen? Here's a couple of things. Allow every amen, every time you say that word, and I know. I know that this week, if you just simply pray on your own or with a few people before you eat, you will say amen a few times. If you spend some time in prayer daily, even if it's a couple of minutes, you'll likely say amen a few times, right? If you're uh, reading a part of Scripture, you might come across the Word. Here's my invitation to you. Allow every time you say the Word or you come across the Word to remind you of God's yes. Every time you say amen... Let it be a trigger word for God's yes to you. Whether it's in worship, whether it's in personal prayer, whether it's at the table, whether it's a five-year-old who says it, let that amen remind you of God's yes. Because God's already said yes. Let it be a trigger word. You know that Revelation ends with the word amen? The, the whole letter, John writes, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with all the saints, amen. All the stuff that these seven churches were going through, all the stuff that John on this, the island of Patmos in prison is going through, his final phrase, his final phrase, let the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with all the saints, amen. And I bet that when he wrote, the, when he penned those words, when they read those words, it reminded them of God's yes to them. Every time we say the word amen, let it remind us of God's yes. Here's the second thing. Every time we say the word amen, let us be ready to be moved to action and not just a verbal statement. Let us be ready to move to action and do something. I don't mean that you have to get up and then rush and be busy. I'm saying that. acknowledge that when we say amen, we are called to participate in God's mission. We're called to participate in the life that God has for us. We're called to experience the fullness of that life. We're called to reflect God's kingdom in our everyday actions. We're called to reflect his reconciliation and his restoration and his love and his grace and his purity. That every time we say amen, we're moved to action. That we don't just utter a prayer, say amen, and then walk away and don't live it. That every amen would lead us to action. One of the things we looked at last week, right? The Lamb of God, Christ, is the lens in which we understand God. Well, then when we say amen, may we be in the world as Christ was in the world. So when we say that word, let it remind us of who Jesus is and the kind of life he led. And then when we say the word, let us remember, oh wow, we should share this with the world. We should let our neighbors know. We should let the world know God's yes for them. We should let the world know what God has done and what God is doing and what he wants to do in his heart. It's a reminder for us to share that with the world around us. So let's not just let amen be our words, but with our actions. But here's another thing I want us to remember. And this is a challenge for me. I want us to be aware of false amens. Yet, here's what I mean. Here's what I mean by a false amen saying yes to anything that doesn't reflect the way of Jesus. Saying yes to anything that doesn't, even if it, if it slightly taints or changes the way of Christ. See, we can't just say amen to any prayer or any proclamation, even if it's our natural desire. We can't. See, amen isn't, it's not positive thinking. We're not writing like this, the, the book called The Secret, right? You know, say amen, so when, whatever you say amen to, God's going to give you, God's going to bless you with. Amen is not positive thinking. It's not like, like you know, someone says, Dave, you're going to be rich. Amen. I'm going to be rich. It's awesome. You're going to have no trouble in life. Amen. Your enemy will be destroyed. Amen. Your stocks that have lost 25% this week, they're going to go up again. Amen. <laughs> Yeah. So as much as I hope you're okay financially, amen is not positive thinking. And we need to be aware of false amens that we just say yes to. Amen is not your political dream. It's not like, yes, this person got in. I saw this funny TikTok video this morning that was on, uh, that was, that somebody, I forget where, where I saw it, but it was this idea that that uh, they were just hoping, I think, for the Ontario election, you know, the next person to come in is going to be different. And they're saying all the ways that it's going to be different. And I thought, that's like every election cycle. Like, we could sing that song for every election cycle, provincially, nationally, wherever. We could always say, you didn't do what you said you were going to do. We wish you would have done better. We hope you would have done this. We're ready for the next person. That's like the same song all the time. And so... We need to remember, amen is not our political dream. Amen is not our personal ambition. When we say the word amen, it's to lean into God's heart, God's desires for us. And so be, be careful of what you say amen to or what you're affirming and then labeling as God's. And here's the, here's the second beware. Beware that your actions, remember this, or be aware your actions are your real amens. Your actions are your real amens. Your life reflects what you're affirming. We might never say the word amen, but the way we live tells people what we're amening to. Does that make sense? We might never say the word, but our actions, our posture, our decisions reflects what we're affirming because our actions often speak louder than words. So be really aware of this, that our actions are the real, you know, the real core of what our amens are in our life. Like Jim Carrey found out, right? You can't say yes to everything. And uh, that could be really, really dangerous <laughs> to say yes to everything. And it won't just be a movie. It could be real. Not every idea, not every direction, not every desire, not every ambition is worthy of an Amen remember that. Not every idea you come across, not every ambition you have, not every thought, not every direction, not every desire we have is worthy of an amen. We must discern that. And so as we wrap this up today, and we wrap up these few chapters, um, we only looked at these couple of verses and kind of focused on this word, and I was chatting with Louise this week about this Sunday, she's like, you're going to just talk about one word for 30 minutes? I'm like, maybe. We'll see. But it's such a powerful word. It's such a beautiful word. It's such a beautiful reminder of what we're called to be. God has already said yes to us before we've ever said yes to him. What are we saying yes to? What are we saying yes to? Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we just pause here today. First of all, God, we just stand in so much gratitude for your yes towards us. Your creator, redeemer, ruler, restorer. God, thank you that before we've ever said yes to you, you've already said yes to us. God, we thank you for that. And, God, we pray that you would lead us and empower us to say yes to you, to affirm, to align ourselves with what we know about you, what we know about what you've done and what you're doing and what you're going to do, God. God, I pray that every... Every moment, every time that we utter that word, amen, your Holy Spirit would just remind us in such a strong way of your yes towards us. Even if we're saying it in passing, even if we say it uh, so quickly, God, I pray that there would just be such a, a significant reminder, right just growing inside of our hearts and soul of your yes towards us and all the things you are and who you are and what you've done, God. But God, also help us to be aware. Help us to discern what we say amen to. Help us to discern our yeses. And help us to discern our lives, God. Help us to reflect in by the work of your Spirit so we can see the areas that in which we're leaning into, the areas we're living into that don't reflect the fullness of, of what an amen is. God, help us to see that, God, because you love us and you long for us to experience life to the fullest. And we know that that is not found separate from you. So help us to see that, God. And for anyone here today, Lord, who is um, longing to know you, if they're just exploring to know who you are, God, I pray that they would hear an invitation To come to you. To get to know you. To discover all that you are and all that you've done and all that you will do. And that even they have been created as your image bearers. And all these wonderful things that we've affirmed this morning, God, you've already done it for them. God, as they see that, may they respond in faith to you through your son, Jesus.
0: In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope this message helps guide you on your spiritual journey of discovering the life and message of Jesus. We update this podcast weekly, so why not hit subscribe and journey with us? Who are we? Westside Gathering is a local church in the West Island of Montreal. We're a simple community of faith where we want you to feel welcome, even if you're not into church or religion. We meet every Sunday. But you can also find smaller groups, environments, and resources for all ages between Sundays. Find out more at westsidegathering.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Vimeo. We'd love to hear from you. Ask a question. Ask for help. Or let us know how we can pray for you. If you'd like to contribute financially, just go to westsidegathering.com forward slash giving. Until next time, peace.